gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore. I'm gonna show the whole world why I was the unscripted, uncensored, loose cannon of commentary. I'm back, baby. Broadcasting from Manchester in the United Kingdom, this is the Aaron Meta Show. Welcome once again to the Aaron Meta and Harry Dyer Show. It is the 5th of February 2016. I am Aaron Meta and he is... Harry Dyer. How you doing, Harry? Not too bad, mate. Not too bad. How are you? Yeah, it's been a... I was going to say, it's been a very interesting week, I must say. Um, I know we've not got this uh, planned for the show, but... Uh, I mean, did you hear what kicked off with uh, the Fine Brothers on YouTube? Uh, no, do please share. Okay, this is what happened, right? Um, they basically announced this uh, thing called React World. Now, basically, it would be where people would be allowed to make uh, React videos, you know, basically reactions to things uh, that they've been doing and be able to license it under their own name. But uh, that's uh, that sounds pretty innocent, but uh, then you realize basically what's going on. They decided to register with the trademark office the word React. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Do you hear about that? I yeah. No, I'm, I lie. I did hear about this. My flatmate was telling me the other day, and uh, yeah, because I I've watched a lot of those react videos. It's sort of like you know, kids react to something something, or old people react to something something. But yeah, from what I understand, they've they've trademarked it. So now basically they're saying anyone who does a video on YouTube that is some people reacting to something, they're saying that basically you owe us you know, some royalties for it or something crazy like that. It is absolutely insane because, uh, you know, you have, um, I mean, how do you copyright or, or, sorry, trademark a word which is which is commonly used uh, in 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 the human in the human uh, society. So yeah. you know, it's like for exa- example, this is how bad this could have gotten. Like uh, you know, if we decided to put, so do you remember our reaction to the Paris terror attack? Yeah, yeah exactly. so, so imagine if we put that, if we decided, if this didn't go up on uh, our, our podcast feed, let's say we decided to put this on, up on YouTube, mm-hmm. there's a likelihood because the um, the idea of reacting is a trademark of Fine Brothers. The re- the, if we put that up on YouTube, the likelihood is it might have been taken down. Yeah, that's true. That, that's um, how bullshit this thing was. Yeah, and... and what was it now they their their subscription or their subscribers like dropped massively by i i it went from 14 million to about 13 million something so it's like you know it was uh it was a pr disaster to say the Mm -hmm. least and uh, you know it's like you have to wonder now it's like you know there's uh it's not just the you know the fine brothers who are going to be badly affected about this imagine if you were like one of those uh, people actually appeared in that videos in fact even worse what if you're one of those youtubers who appeared mm. in those videos. Like, imagine that you're, you know, like, you know, there's no smoke without fire. I mean, it's like, you know, uh, or, you know, there's, uh, I'm not, I'm, I guess I am somewhat of a believer in chaos theory as well. So it's mm-hmm. like, what's the likelihood is that the ramifications of, 
you know, uh, the Vine Brothers getting uh, what what happened to them. You know, it's like you know, there's people who like rely on their you know their financial income, their, like their their livelihoods on their YouTube channels. So you go, can you imagine the if if what happened to them was a result of uh, of them losing subscribers was a result of basically what Vine Brothers? I mean, there could be lawsuits up the ass for these people. I know it's crazy, isn't it? Like, and uh, the YouTubers sort of been appearing in the headlines quite a lot in these last few weeks with, uh, you know, the fact that they're what was it now? They, they're something they're they're taking down people's videos without saying and like not responding, even though they say that we'll respond in one working day and like you know just it it, it seems like there's sort of like something creeping over YouTube and. Uh, yeah, and and this is just another another part of it. Although this sounds more like it's the guys who have the channel rather than YouTube itself. It feels more like the inmates are running the asylum. Wouldn't you agree? It's like you know, yeah, it's, like, it's, yeah, it's, it's the people that, putting yeah. in the copyright claims, and then YouTube just seems to automatically, without seems to be any, without seems to be any human interaction, uh, looking at this, and they just automatically get taken down. It's uh, you know, I was at one point, you know, uh, going to be, I wanted to do some more stuff for YouTube, to be quite honest with you, but I've got to be honest with you, um, you know, with all this going on as well, and the fact that uh, you know, I can't really justify my uh, Adobe subscription to include Adobe Premiere anymore. So so you know, I've I've taken Adobe Premiere off my uh, off my subscription for uh, for Adobe software, and so and right now I just don't feel like doing anything for YouTube anymore. I just feel like more just staying here and just doing this. Doing right. stuff. Yeah, I mean, there's 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 kind of a lot of less um, not prep, but like it's a, I think it's a lot easier for people to do a podcast and put it out there and not have to worry about lighting and camera and editing and stuff like that and being well, in it's a It's not just that, it's the fact that it's whether it's going to stay up there or not. I know this is going to stay up, you know, given that mm. we're working within the terms and conditions of our uh, of, of liberated syndication. I know that. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, and obviously I'll be happy to, uh, to, to, to stay with that. But, you know, um, if we're talking about, you know, where the rules seem to n- apply for some people but not to everybody and that there's a possibility that my content will not stay there if, uh, if I put up there. It's like, you know, that's going to be a bad advertising, um, uh, that's going to be a PR disaster for YouTube. The fact that, you know, there's a lot of companies out there who want to put their, uh, uh, their stuff up there but uh, they don't want to do it now because uh, they don't know whether it's going to stay there or not. And so isn't the, I'm going to wonder if there's going to be the possibility that you know, companies that want to promote their online content will just will not go on YouTube and will go somewhere else. Yeah, well, you never know. It could be the start of like you know the rise of other popular uh, sort of video websites. Um, yeah, like you say, if, if business ain't good, people are going to take the business other places, you know? It's going to be interesting to say the least, but uh, mm-hmm. I mean, anyway, that's uh, something we didn't plan to do. But uh, yeah, but we, we've we've covered that now. Yeah, we've covered that now. <laughs> uh, shall we cover what? Shall we go into what we're going to cover? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Then let's start with Canada first, because uh, I mean, and the reason I do this is because you know a lot of our listeners actually are from Canada, and we don't really cover some of their stuff that's going on over there in uh, that uh, northern part of the Americas. So I thought maybe we should obviously talk about this, and uh, this is actually really uh, I've been saying this for a long time now. Um, this revolves around the Democratic Institutions Minister. Uh, that's a really interesting uh, position. Title, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it is uh, Mariam uh, Monsef, and she says that uh, Canada can do better in elections uh, than not having the post- first past the post uh, electoral system. So the, she is talking about electoral reform. 
So, um, so I suppose just to start with then, uh, the pass-the-post electoral system, uh, in a nutshell, what's that? Basically, it's uh, if you... So, for example, um, if you have a an election between two politicians, you know, what, what do you think is the natural result's going to be? There's going to be the winner that's going to have the most votes and there's going to be the loser has the, has the least votes. Yep, but uh, sure. the, the, pro- the big problem with it is is that it doesn't rely on a majority for example, let's say you have a um, a, a you have ten thousand people, and yep. the uh, the turnout of the election is ten percent. So, but you know that wouldn't matter in the first past the post system. So basically, you know there would be like uh, maybe a couple of hundred who would be able to uh, you know still be able to decide whether the who is won and who is lost in this election. So yeah. and now so, uh, yeah. now this used to work okay because you know back several decades ago there was only a choice between two parties there would be like the labor party and the conservative party i think yep. uh, i can't remember what it was like in canada i think it's like the liberals and the conservative and the tories i think uh, mm-hmm. they have their own version of tories uh, would you believe it's yeah, spreading it harry it's spreading yeah, but you know this makes a lot of sense that uh, you know why are we still using this system when now uh, and i'm talking really in not just in the canadian context but in the british context as well the fact that we have uh, you know some parties that are, you have more than one party on the left more than one party in the center more than one party on the right why do we have still an electoral system only benefits basically two of the contenders in an election? It yeah, doesn't make I sense. Because, I mean, how, lo- how long have people been saying about the fact that, you know, and I, and I suppose uh, not just here, but in the Americans as well, they say about, uh, you know, oh, well, you're, if you vote for them, you're basically just throwing your vote away. And even though you think, well, I'm voting because it's the principle, it's the fact that I have the right to vote for whoever I want, and I'm voting for them regardless of whether they win or not, because that's my decision. But there is a part of you that thinks, you know, it, it, it's it's a shame that that happens. And, um, you know, there's lots of people who've been talking for years about, you know, changing uh, or reforming the voting system. Um, whether that be electing politicians or whether it's in the House of Lords or wherever, you know, it, it should get with the times, whether it's the yeah. Oscars or not. I, I tell you, know, you what, they, sh- they should updating be updating the system. Yeah, they should update the system. So, I mean, for example, if it was up to me, we would work on a proportional system. So it's like, and we'd already do that in the EU. So, yeah. I mean, we go on, why are we not making politicians sweat? for every single vote because right now what we have is we have a system so up in the north of Manchester basically the Labour Party only has to rely on its core supporters in order to basically win its elections I mean obviously there's been the election of Jim McMahon uh, up in uh, in Oldham and obviously there's Graham Stringer time and time and time again yep. and uh, you know uh, he constantly gets elected purely on the core base of, of Labour voters and it's the same in uh, you know very Tory hardlands. You know you have uh, elections where the Conservatives or the Tories, well you know whoever you want to refer to them as, will rely on a base to get their base out and get them motivated, and they will constantly, no matter what, still win them elections. There are uh, seats that have not changed hands since probably the 30s and the 40s. And the reason they do is because they've built this base around themselves, and all they have to keep doing is keep knocking on the same doors to get them through, 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 through that. It doesn't make them ambitious enough to challenge 
Uh, so it doesn't make them ambitious enough to challenge to basically challenge other people to vote for them. Yeah, and exactly. you know, so basically we have uh, so you know you're, they don't need to get fifty percent of the major- of the uh, over fifty percent of the people in that constituency, or even you know get to uh, get get to its proportions. You know, so mm-hmm. I would definitely make an electoral system that would say, okay, out of this constituency and have all the people that are going to vote, you need to get fifty percent of them, no matter what. And uh, so, uh, you know, I, I know there's going to be like, you know, all sorts of systems that can do that, you know, PR and things like that. But, uh, I mean, also on top of that, why don't we have uh, a none of the above? So, like, you know, I know it sounds like a crazy idea, but why do, why do people who, you know, do not feel that we have a good uh, uh, set of candidates to give back to uh, Westminster, why do we not have a none of the above so we can run the elections again? Yeah, I mean, that's a, a very important thing to point out. And there is... And- just to kind of, I suppose, make people think slightly differently about that. Uh, some people might think that uh, voting none of the above is a, is the same as not turning up to vote. But basically, you, you still have a voice if you say, well, I, I want somebody, but I don't want any of these people. So can we, you know, can, can we find somebody else as opposed to following people like Russell Brand who say, yeah, don't vote. Let's let's co- let's start a revolution. Let's not vote. But as pointed out by of all people, <laughs> Johnny Rotten from the Sex Pistols says, you know, you have to vote. You have to make a change. You have to make your voice heard. You know, you think of all the all the people who who at one point in history couldn't vote and now people can vote and it just seems stupid for people to turn around and say, well, don't vote for anyone. Whereas if you do, as you say, vote for none of the above, at least you you are stepping forward and saying, I want this country to be the best that it can be, but I don't want any of these people doing it because yeah. I don't I think, trust in them. I think the big problem is, though, is that I think it's uh, it's it's, galver- it's, gal- it's basically galvanising voter confidence. Yeah. And so, you know, if you have a guy who is not going to vote because he believes all the candidates are shit, basically yeah. he, he ain't getting out there. So, like, you yeah. know, but if you want, you know, also you have those voters who I think need to be represented as well because there are people who actually do spoil the ballot papers and basically yeah, say, yeah. you know, they scribble on them and basically say, this is basically what I think of the election. Yeah. So, you know, you know, I think those people need to be taken into account as well. So that's why I always argue for none of the above. Yeah. But because uh, there's always going to be spoiled ballot papers, whether you like it or not. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, th- th- so, I mean, wh- I, yeah, that's what I, also on top of that, it's like also, and I know people are going to, you know, uh, I noticed that this is a, co- a complaint given by the older community who kind of just don't understand computers. But mm-hmm. why do we not have online voting? I mean, if it's good enough for decisions like, you know, like Eurovision or, uh, or I don't know, <laughs> like uh, X Factor or whatever. Or Big Brother, but, yeah. Or Big Brother or whatever. It's like, you know, apparently, you know, uh, people that actually do want to vote for them because it's so convenient. I mean, it's like, it, it would not be impossible to say... Why does our country not also vote in the same way and, you know, also eliminate the idea of, uh, you know, having to make that mad dash to the ballot box, you know, before 10 o'clock? So, yeah, like, you know, yeah. and let people like to be able to vote from work and things like that. Why don't we have that type of system? It can be implemented and it can be, like, error-free. Yeah, absolutely. I think that most people argue about the worry that if stuff's done online, then, of course, you have the risk of hackers and stuff like that. But then people still think that even without the online electronic voting systems, that, you know, people can still tamper with the votes and the numbers anyway. Yeah, have you ever heard of stuffing um, a ballot box, people? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it's and and the boxes that go mysteriously missing in transit and stuff like that. You know, so I I think if you had a proper 
regimented body who could set up a system that, you know, of course, it's, it's not going to be flawless because nothing's flawless, but certainly that people could keep on top of, then, yeah, I wouldn't have a problem with that. No, I just think it's going to clean up politics quite a bit. But even though I know why they won't do it now, because the the big main parties will be scared. They yeah. will be absolutely terrified of the idea that, oh, my God, you know, the, the majority of people actually going to have a say over yeah. the way our country is run. We can't have that. It's like, you know, it's like, look at, this, look at the Conservative Party now. Do you think they're going to complain about the electoral system now after, uh, you know, they got, um, they managed to win with only getting like 24% or even less, you know, less than a quarter of mm. the of the election? Yeah. Do you think they're going to complain about electoral reform? Yeah, of course, yeah, they're not, they're not asked at all, but um, They're lazy why... motherfuckers, they really are. Yeah, absolutely. And this is why people need to make their voices heard. They need to turn up. They need to get involved with the way their country is run. You yeah. know? And again, uh, by the way, before, so I, I, I do really need to point this out. If anyone here thinks that, you know, because we're, you know, we're battering down on the Tory party, keep this in mind. There are Labour supporters out there, some of that from, come from the Jeremy Corbyn crowd, that also, you know, are so undemocratic that they'll happily back candidates who don't get the majority of the electorate and still, yeah. you know, claim that, but, but throw their hands in the air and say, oh, look at the victory, you know, where workers of the world unite, bloody, bloody, blada. But, oh, you yeah. know, so it's like, you know, this, this, this goes both ways. So, like, yeah, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, no, yeah, you have to... Yeah, I suppose we have to try and remain as politically neutral as possible. But, you know, I think it's important that individuals know what they want out of the country. And, you know, and then that will help you to gravitate towards the party that's best suited with you. And if those politicians are decent politicians, then you can voice your thoughts and opinions with them and have some kind of a, a conversation. You know, at least some of the parties appear that if you had any kind of general grievances, that they might be prepared to, you know, talk those through with you, as opposed to some parties who wouldn't care whether you were on fire, <laughs> yeah. you know, so... But, I mean, there's, um, some, there's some people here that are, sorry, I just really read down this article. One other thing that uh, I've just noticed that, you know, people are going to worry that it's going to let in, like, extremist parties and stuff like that, but, you know, actually, but here's the thing, though. Do you know, obviously, continue on from, you know, that Britain First uh, march that happened through Luton, through that uh, Muslim area? Yeah. Uh, yeah, the police are now considering banning them from entirely from the area. Which is like, right. you know, isn't that the kind of like, you know, we were talking about that before, like being the complete opposite of why, what, what we well, you know. Yeah, exactly. If there are extreme like, views out there, we need to confront them whether we like it or not. Exactly, yeah. You can't do the whole, let's just sweep it under the rug and pretend it's not there. Kick it because, in the long grass. You know, it, that's, that's the sort of the typical bury our heads in the sand and hope that the problem just doesn't you know, hope that the problem just goes away. But of course, yeah, you need to, you need to stand up yeah. against, against people like that. And also the idea of, all right, well, it could let in extremist parties. Fine. Let the, let these extremist parties stand on the box, say what they think. And everybody will reject them together. <laughs> Everyone will turn, <laughs> it, turn away like, from them together. Yeah, we, know, we, so. we, we seem to be like, you know, we, we, why can't we just challenge these ideals? So yeah, like you know what exactly. I mean we seem to do I mean I go on blogs I go on uh, you know there's even been uh, you know I was talking about before about you know people like uh, taking out the mobile phones and fo like filming footage and basically you know dispelling the myths yeah. of whatever you know Britain first or whatever these you know uh, crazy uh, organizations do it's like you know they've been doing that and it's like you know so it's like there are people out there who are not afraid to take yeah. on these people and I think yeah. we should also be doing it through our electoral system as well and doing it through our democratic discourse so, like, yeah. you know, it's like, why can't we do that? 
Yeah, and and uh, yeah, I'm in total agreement. And it sounds like uh, the Canadians might be thinking the same thing, you know. And uh, you know, if if it leads them to reforming things for the better, for the better of everybody, not just for the politicians, but for the betterment of the country and all the people in it, then fair play to them. And hopefully, there's a, a lesson that we can take from it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I think, um, well, there we go. If you, um, uh, if we end up with a better electoral system than whatever we before, you know, uh, blame Canada. So, <laughs> blame Canada. Uh, blame Canada. <laughs> I, still haven't got, I, still, I still haven't got the uh, uh, track for that. I really need to uh, yeah, hunt it down sometime. So, Check uh, it out. But, yeah, and maybe the Americans can take a few things from the Canadians in terms of their uh, gun laws, but that's um, a discussion for another that's day. That's a discussion for another time, I think. I think <laughs> yeah, it'll be a so, long time since, uh, you know, it was like... Uh, and also, on top of that, if, uh, Canada, if America became like Canada, where would people complain they're going to flee to when uh, the uh, president changes? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, you know, the Canada exists there for a reason. So, uh, yeah. yeah. And America exists there for a reason as well. Um, let's talk about the Nickelodeon Kids' Choice Awards. So, uh, are you familiar with the Nickelodeon Kids' Choice Awards? Uh, only when you uh, told me about it. But, uh, <laughs> okay, then yeah, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me describe ed- it this way. Me. Let me describe <laughs> and, it this way. Yeah. yeah, I know you have your feelings about the Oscars and that, you know, actors shouldn't really be acting for Oscars, but if you were to describe the Oscars, how would you describe it? Uh, if I was to describe the Oscars, I'd say it's a glorified night where people... Uh, pat other people on the backs and some people feel good about themselves yeah. uh, I think that well the, the way uh, they would like to, th- to portray it would be like you know this is like the, the big time if you will this is like you know you oh, can't yeah, get any yeah. higher than the if Oscars you, if you as an artist were there at the Oscars and you were nominated then you'd think wow I must have impressed someone but again my personal view is that it isn't about the Oscar it's about telling yeah. the story or making okay. the art so but, what, um, with that being said what do you think of the golden raspberry uh the golden raspberries uh <laughs> again they serve a purpose just as the the oscars do i think that it would be interesting if the oscars and golden raspberries could uh maybe try and combine together because like a lot of that's these, the a lot nickelodeon of these awards, kids choice awards that's basically what it is it's basically a combination of the best and the worst so yeah. I think that's that's fair. Like I, the the closest we come is when Ricky Gervais presents the Golden Globes, but even then he's not giving out awards for shitness. He's just kind of reminding celebrities and stars and stuff that they are still flawed human beings like the rest of us. You know, they are like us uh, creatures that are half a chromosome away from a chimpanzee. And just because you star in a movie and shoot a gun and jump away from an explosion, it doesn't make you better than anybody else. Oh, so, can you, can you, you know, imagine what Chris Rock is going to do when he gets up on that uh, Oscars stage? It's like, you know, forget the wow. uh, the whole race debate and stuff like that. You know, he's like, this is the guy who uh, has done, you know, down to the floor, Def Jam comedy, you know, uh, like, uh, you know. Uh, then I love raise- Chris Rock. I yeah. can't wait. It's going to be great. It's but, gonna, like, yeah. I, I, I certainly think that they need more of that, you know, because a lot of the award ceremonies just tend to be, you know, a bit of a, a circle jerk. Whereas if you introduce like, so now we've seen the very best. Now let's have a look at the very, very worst. Right? <laughs> and yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, that would be brilliant. OK, but, uh, well, anyway, so, I say that this is like the best and the worst. Like, they don't have like, you know, best of picture and worst picture and stuff like that. Basically, they kind of meet in the middle. So basically what this is, this is people. This is like the Nickelodeon fan base's favorite 
whatever so it's like you know so we're going to go through them all in this list so uh okay. so what we're going to do is we're going to skip the kiddie stuff you know we're not going to go near the kid stuff we're going to going to going to stay like on the adult kind of like things so uh you basically sure. do, we'll go yeah. through that so uh there is a uk nominee uh section surprisingly enough so uh, shall we go through the uk stuff first and then we'll go on the international stuff yeah sure let's go okay then let's go on the okay so this is gonna be the uk favorite music act so here's uh, a list so we'll just go quickly go through the list so it's uh little mix the vamps floor east rixton nathan sykes and one direction uh i've only heard of one of those bands yeah just kind of shows my age um and the only one i do know are shit so (laughs) um yeah, so I don't. I don't know that's anything. That's voting for for the best, then, is it? Yeah, well, that's no favorite. Keep in oh, mind, favorite. So, okay. No, there's no best. There's no worse. It's just favorite. Just what what people like more. Uh, like right. more. So basically, okay. it's, it's a popularity contest, if anything. So, right. Uh, okay. And if as, I was a award should be. And if I was a vote, I'd vote none of the above because I have none no of idea. the above. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Never any of the above. <laughs> okay, then. So uh, let's move on to the next one. Um, this is the UK favorite music video, and this includes uh. Black Magic by Little Mix, Drag Me Down by One Direction, Hello by Adelaide, uh, Sax by Fleur East, uh, Hold My Hand with uh, Jess Glenn, and uh, We All Want the Same Thing by Rixton. So uh, Again, don't know any of those. I assume that they're all uh, manufactured teeny poppers. I don't who... know about Adelaide. I mean, I've heard, I've heard good things about Adelaide, to be fair. So, Adelaide. May, that's... May... It sounds like some kind of princess from The Legend of Zelda or something. Like <laughs> uh, Disney princess, I don't know. Uh, well, it's a Nickelodeon, so we can't really go that far. But uh, <laughs> anyway, um, let's move on. Uh, let, this is going to be this uh, section is the UK favorite sports star, and the nominations are uh, Harry Kane from Tottenham Hotspur fame, uh, Steve Holton, uh, Je- Jessica Ennis Hill, uh, Andy Murray, uh, Ellie Simmons, and Lewis Hamilton. Right, um, Lewis Hamilton. I know him. He's. I know Jensen Button's the Australian guy, isn't he? I think. Yeah. So. Oh, what? Oh, Lewis, that, like, Does he count I mean, then as a UK favorite sports star? No, no. I'm just saying. Like, I always get those two mixed up. Oh, Jensen okay. Button and Lewis Hamilton. Um, yeah, I mean, so far from the nominations that have been read out, like you know, I, I can safely say I probably won't be watching these awards or viewing these <laughs> awards because it's doing nothing for me at the moment. I'm no. not I, I know nothing of current music. Didn't. I'm not a sportsman. I'm waiting for the for the movies to, yeah, come, movies up, to come up. Then I might engage. I'll, I'll, I'll be fair. I'll pick one. I think I'll definitely go with uh, didn't. I mean, Lewis Hamilton won. Um, he won a lot of races this year. And I think yeah. Andy Murray did pretty well. You want to go. He did oh, Andy Murray. Them? Sorry. Yeah. Andy Murray as well. I, I, I must have missed that one. Yeah. Andy Murray was one of them. And uh, I think we'll either go with Lewis Hamilton, Andy Murray. I think Andy yeah. Murray actually to be more to be to be. Uh, I think he'll he'll win that. Yeah. Who knows though? Um, this is the. I have no idea what this is for. This is the UK favorite tipster. 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 Yeah. Tipster. Oh right. T i p s t e r. Tipster. I have. Is no, that like is that like a teen hipster? I don't know. And yeah, tell you right, what, since, well, we, since we don't know what this section is, I think we'll just skip it. Yeah. Um, okay. This is the UK favorite. This is the UK favorite famous cat. Oh, right. Go on. Okay. It's uh, Meredith. Uh, that's Taylor Swift's cat. Uh, Olivia Benson. That's also Taylor Swift's cat. Prince Essex. That's Joey Essex's cat. Whoever he is. Uh, Grumpy cat. Uh, Venus and Sam. 
Right. So Grumpy Cat is the only one I know out of that. Yeah. I know that it's... It, uh, th- these aren't British cats, are they? These they, are cats that could be from anywhere. I'm assuming they're just random cats, yeah. Right, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, Grumpy Cat's the only one I know, and the only reason yeah. it's famous is because it was born with a disability. So, oh, okay. you know, I mean... We may as well nominate John Merrick for an award as well, if oh. that's going to be the case. I, but... I, I, I guess I would say Grumpy Cat because basically it's an internet meme and it's, uh, yeah, I hope, I'm yeah. not too sure if his steam's ran out See, or anything like that. If someone, if someone said to me, like, yeah, uh, we've got an award coming up, what's it for? I said, oh, it's for the, the most, you know, the... the the favourite pussy on the planet, then maybe I might have engaged at first, but then when they actually started reading out the nominations, my interest may have swayed slightly. Yeah. But there we go. So, like also, I mean, UK's favourite pussy, so like, you know, I think... Uh, well, um, I, could, uh, I, could, I could think uh, of um, some very sexy ones, and I can think of some very insulting ones. Yeah, so, the, the, depending the on UK, they, the UK's biggest pussy, um, George Osborne. Uh, well, <laughs> no, he's not really a pussy. He actually follows through with his threats. But uh, um, <laughs> um, anyway, shall well, we? Shall we? Uh, there's yeah, the, the next one is. Let, uh, let's move forward. The next one's UK's favorite uh, breakthrough vlogger. We don't. We don't. We don't do vlogs. Uh, so, uh, bloody vlogs! Uh, hello, I'm vlog. It's just, I, yeah. yeah, I've, I've got, I've got better things to do with my time than listen to someone tell me how their day is going. Yeah, and also, the, also, it's a, you don't know if it's going to be there for too long because who knows, you know, another copyright claim. Might That's it. YouTube's going to move in on it. Yeah, it's going to just definitely. as long as they don't have the word reaction in it, even yeah. if it's like you know, allergic reaction or something. Yeah. Um, okay, this is the UK favorite fan family. Oh God! Right? How? What? What the hell is that? Okay, so Family. okay, so basically, I'll, I'll read out the nominations, and you'll probably right. get it very quickly. There's right. the so the nominations are believers, um, directioners, eranators, uh, swifties, mixers, and vampettes. Right. So the right. So it's basically, basically saying, fandoms. Who? Who? Who are the favorite fans? Is that it? Like none who, of these who, people deserve to be nominated for an award. No, yeah, you, yeah, that's that's ridiculous. Sorry, what was the third one? Iran, Iran, Iranians, Iranians. Iranators. Iranators. Who the hell are they supposed to be fans? I of? have no idea. Who is Swift? Oh, Taylor Swift, aren't they? They're Swifties. Mix, Swifties. Mixers are. Uh, I don't know who mixers are. Uh, little mix, I would assu- I would assume. Oh, okay, then. And uh, uh, va- vamp- I'm just trying to think of some like really inappropriate like artists that could have a really inappropriate fan name. Um, um in you know, uh, God, I'm, I'm just trying. <laughs> I can't even think now. Just I'll I'll come up with some. Just yeah. uh, leave that with me. Oh, by the way, so those people, I've noticed some people that say that you know apparently kids channels are now like becoming left wing or something like that. Keep in mind, Corbynites are not uh, in the fam- in the UK fan family uh, uh, nominations list. So you know, suck. yeah, Corbynites suck it. <laughs> Um, okay, so that's the end of the UK one. So I'm hoping the international ones are going to be a bit better. So uh, yeah, please save us, saving grace. Okay, this is favorite TV show. Right. So we have uh, Austin and Ali, uh, Girl Meets World, uh, Harry Danger, uh, Jesse, Lab Rats, and the Thundermans. Uh, don't know any of them. Girl Meets World, I do know because it's. Uh, did you ever watch Boy Meets World? 
Uh, I recognise the name, but like I've no idea. Yeah. it's actually kind of cool because it it's uh, stars Corey and uh, Kelly Kapowski. Uh, not Kelly Kapowski, is it? It's uh, oh, what's her name? It's Topenga, I think it was. And uh, right. they've actually they were actually like boyfriend and girlfriend, or like kind of like awkward in in the in the original show. And then Girl right. Meets World is them when they basically it's fan fiction. It's when they got together and had a child, and then the child is now instead of being the boy, it's now the girl in Girl Meets right. World. So okay. uh, that's. Uh, it's pretty cool, actually. It was. Uh, I actually watched the maybe what maybe a couple of episodes. I watched the one where um, I think the teacher from the original show like passes away, right. and uh, it shows like uh, you know uh, you know the emotion of that and stuff. So uh, yeah, was, that was kind of like their uh, uh, Harrison Ford moment from Star Wars: The Force Awakens. You know, when like yeah. one of the original like favorite characters dies and stuff. So uh, yeah, spoilers. It's what it is. Okay, I'll uh, go with uh, Girl Meets World. And uh, as uh, I would imagine, will be probably. I hope that we'll be the winner, but who knows? Um, The next one is favorite family TV show. So this one might be a bit more familiar to you. So the nominations are Marvel's Agents of Shield, uh, Mm -hmm. Modern Family, Once Upon a Time, The Big Bang Theory, The Flash, and The Muppets. Okay, yeah. So I recognise pretty much all of them. Um, I've not seen all of them. Uh, If I was going to pick one of those, uh, might be either uh, was it once upon a time uh what is once upon a time it's sort of like a, a fairy tale thing of like um sort of like a town and all the people who live there are characters from famous fairy tales but in a sort of like clever adapted way um it I've, like- watched a, I've watched a few of them i think and but i've got friends who are more uh, dedicated than I am uh, but if I was going to pick one off there that I like it would be Modern Family just because that's one that I watch oh yeah um, so yeah I mean, I some people say that Modern Family is kind of like uh, uh, Malcolm in the Middle a bit yes. uh, sort of yeah it's it's just sort of like a, a funny comedy series uh, you know nothing really changes that much it's just the every series it's the same thing the family are in some kind of oh, wacky situation and then two of them will become like find a common something that they have in common and you know they'll learn something at the end of every episode so it's nothing something that we haven't seen before but it's yeah. certainly one that i would pick there and like i wouldn't really go for the agents of shield just because i really don't like it yeah um, it was like really hyped up at the beginning and then it's just kind of like dropped off since then yeah, okay. people really stick up for it. Like I've seen people who really stand by it and say, "No, no, it is good. It is good. You just got to give it a chance." It's had enough chances. I'm not going back to it. It's packed its bags. It's collected its stuff, and it's moved out of my house. Yeah, that's it. it. I'm moving on. Mind you, it's, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I've moved I'm, in with Daredevil now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hate it if it gets referenced in like any of the movies or anything like that because it's like you know. Well, it you is. know, we've got Infinity Wars to come. No doubt, we'll do shows in the future where we're going to be talking about that. But yeah. you know, the the Infinity Wars is on about having cameos from all of the the marvel universe uh, oh boy you know. okay um, hopefully it'll just be for a little sequence yeah <laughs> i would be i mean so this might be controversial i'm actually picked the muppets and uh, you know the reason why is because you know i actually watched like so a couple of the episodes of the first season and it was i did like it you know it was nice, nice to see the muppets again it was kind of nice the, to be the new the new series yeah but i think it was yeah. more nostalgia really rather than uh, i mean if you asked me to like pick out like certain scenes out of certain things i probably have to have a big thing probably have a rewatch but uh, yeah, yeah and obviously there's gonna be a second season coming up as well but uh, you know i think uh, you know obviously audience figures dropped off at the very end of the season but you know give it a second chance you know it's yeah. like 
package. Sure, so. yeah. yeah. I don't think it's probably having the. Uh, I don't think it's probably having the faulty towers effect, where basically you know people didn't really like it when it first originally came out, but then as it started, it kept going and going and going. People kind of grew, grew to like it, and people yeah because it was like it's awkward humor and stuff. Yeah, so. but faulty towers stopped when it realized it was the best it was ever going to be, and uh, didn't become like you know it didn't sell out. Well, then it's not because uh, John Cleese and uh, oh, what's her name? Uh, she, she, didn't they get divorced like in the, halfway through the second season? Um, yeah, but that's not the reason that they stopped. I think it was more the fact that they were like uh, they said that the first season they were writing it from the heart, and even though people didn't like it, like a lot of the producers didn't want to make it, they still went ahead and did it. And obviously, it was one of the most one of the greatest British sitcoms there has ever been. Um, and in the second series, when the producers were sort of on their side, sort of going, right, so I want you to do more episodes and so that. And then they found that they were feeling the pressure of having to create it. And they said, you know, there was no fun in it anymore. They said they were just doing it because they felt obliged to. And they thought we may as well just stop now rather than sort of go down that route, which is why I think it's still cemented in so many people's memories of, you know, they only had two series, but left us wanting more. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's move on to the next uh, section. Now we're going to skip the kids show sections. So we're only going to do like the family show sections at this point. Um, we're going to do the first, we're going to do the favorite male TV star. <laughs> okay. So okay, so this includes uh, Anthony Anderson, who played Andre Dre Johnson in Blackish, uh, Ben McKenzie, who played James Gordon in Gotham, uh, Grant Gustin, who played Barry Allen in The Flash, uh, Jim Parsons, who played Sheldon Cooper in The Big Bang Theory, uh, Johnny Galeski, who played Leonard uh, Hobstadter in uh, The Big Bang Theory, and Rico Rodriguez, who played Manny Delego in Modern Family. Um, I'd go with uh, Sheldon Cooper just because uh, out of all the performances that you've mentioned I think I prefer his or I like his um, just because there's there's something very memorable very sort of real about that character Uh, I remember reading an article I don't know whether they've ever actually confirmed this or not but they were saying about the fact that Sheldon Cooper has um, Asperger's which explains why he's sort of like so kind of unaware of what he does most of the time and he sort of <laughs> doesn't understand when he sort of says offensive things to people um, you know and I think that would be great and uh, cool. yeah and I like the guy and uh, and then he, he, he also came out as well didn't he oh, I, I don't know whether it was that he came out or whether people just said you know what he said oh well I'm, I'm gay so uh, um, but yeah I, I mean the, the, yeah, there's some other coming, really coming out is, uh, this might sound controversial but I don't think coming out is uh, you know when I hear someone like say oh I've come out as gay it's like yeah okay then it's uh a brave thing to do, but it's not like a shock. It's like you know, it's like if you, uh, you know, I, I I pat someone on the back who says you know, be decides to be honest with themselves. But I think I think well, it's 2016, I, I think, and I'm really surprised that people I say oh, he's gay. It's like yeah, you know, well, it's I mean, like, I I don't know. Like I think that it's 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 weird that even in this day and age, there are still some people who feel that they can't come out as to who they are. You know, it's not the fact that I've come out as gay. It's like you know. They've, they were gay the whole time. It's just now mm. they, they choose to make it public. Yeah. Um, and I, I know there's, like, you know, family, you know, where, you know, brushes and things like that. And, like, you know, you wonder how people are going to react if you actually do come out and things like that. But uh, I don't know. It's uh, it's just, it's, uh, I feel like, in, I, I, I feel bad, like, in 2016, that's still a thing. It's yeah, like, you know, of course, like, yeah. But then, then again, there are some people who just don't come out because they think, well, 
you know, it's not it's not my business to go and tell the world what I am. Like um, James Randi, who's one of my uh, someone who I I, I admire greatly. Um, and he came out in at like 80 or something like that. But he said, uh, everyone, everyone's always known, you know, all my family and close friends have always known. I've always been very open about it. And I've had a loving, devoted partner for the last 30 years. Um, but it's never really been important to my work. You know, I've had my work to do. I've not been wanting to go around telling everybody that, oh, I'm gay. Um, so I was surprised when, when he said that, but then it didn't bother me. I still think of him the same, but it's crazy, isn't it? That like, there, there are some people in the world and in the industry who are, you know, feel that they can't embrace who they are. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to the, actually, did I give my prediction who I think it might be? I think, uh, so I I gotta be honest. No, I gotta be honest. I don't think, uh, I think I'll go with, um, I gotta be honest, I'm not too sure to go with actually because I've not really watched much of those the shows. Mm. What's Gotham like? Uh, well, I don't like it. I know a lot of people say oh, it's it's the best thing since sliced bread, but mm. I mean, as a fan of Batman, um, it just doesn't do anything for me. I think that a lot of the performances are very hammy, um, and I don't like the concepts of it. Sort of like, you know, how what? Let's do an amazing Batman series without batman <laughs> well, isn't it focused on uh, Jay, isn't it focused on like you know commissioner gordon like, yeah but you know. the thing is that commissioner gordon even though he's a great character in the batman series like i never thought he was interesting enough to have his own series or to have a series set around him and then to sort of introduce a lot of the uh the, the sort of bat- batman arkham characters the villains and sort of do their kind of origin stories i just it just doesn't do anything for me well keep in mind we are talking about the same industry that brought us howard the duck so it's like you know (laughs) yeah and still could could still could could. oh god (laughs) oh god so moving on moving on uh this section is the favorite female tv star and uh, this includes uh nomination nominees uh cleo bennett who plays daisy johnson in agent marvel agents of shield uh jennifer morrison who plays emma swan in once upon a time uh kaylee Kuko, who plays Penny uh, Hofstadter in uh, The Big Bang Theory. Uh, Ming Na Wan, who plays Melinda May in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, Sarah Highland, who plays uh, Haley Dumfrey in Modern Family. And Sophia Vergara, who plays Gloria uh, Pratchett in Modern Family. Uh, oh, that's a tough one. Um, I, I quite like Penny from Big Bang uh, it's nothing, no, again, not an amazing performance, but I, I do think she's pretty good. Mm. Um, and I quite like Haley from uh, Modern Family. Um, and I love Gloria, but I think just because I think she's quite dishy. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's the only reason I'm, yeah. I'm saying that one. I've got to be honest with you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go in on the above again because I have no idea no. <laughs> about any of these people. I feel a bit ashamed to say that, really. I feel a bit out of the loop, but... uh, Nah. Yeah. Okay, let's go with the favourite talent competition shows. So uh, these (sighs) are... Go on. Basically, they're reality shows. I don't think... I think we're going to regret going with these, but uh, here are the nominations. Uh, America's Got Talent, uh, American Idol, Dance Moms, Dancing with the Stars, and The Voice. Right. Again, like, really not my 
category. No. Uh, so I'll tell you what, one, just for the fact that uh, Carlton Banks, sorry, Carlton Banks, the guy who played Carlton Banks in, uh, oh, what's his name? Um, he was in Dancing Fresh with the Stars. Fresh yeah. Prince of Bel Air, yeah, he was in uh, Dancing with the Stars. I'll say, I'll just say Dancing with the Stars, just because yeah. he was in it. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I, I'm, for this one, I'm going to have to say none of the above because none yeah. of the above are anything that I watch and I don't rate them. So no. I couldn't force myself to choose between a douche and a turd. Yeah. Moving on. Um, do we have a favourite cooking show? And so uh, I'll tell you, right. I'll, I'll run through the nominations. There is Cake Boss, uh, Cake Wars, uh, Chopped, uh, Diner Drive-Ins and Dives, Hell's Kitchen and MasterChef. Um, I was going to say Hell's Kitchen, but I, I suppose I would probably go with like maybe something like MasterChef, yeah. um, just because it's got a little bit of gravitas to it. The problem with Hell's Kitchen is that I just think a lot of it is just Gordon Ramsay effing and blinding and like making some. The competitions just feel silly, like, and they're very staged. Whereas with MasterChef, at least there's kind of a sort of. You know, I mean, nothing on television is real, but you get the sense that it's it's closer to reality than any of the others. Yeah, I think I'll go with MasterChef. I think I think even though I don't really, I got to be honest with you, I watch more Hell's Kitchen than I th- oh, no, no 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 no. Actually, I take that back. I watch more Kitchen Nightmares than I do. Uh, yeah, Kitchen yeah. Nightmares. I watch that, but even then, that's just become like you know pantomime now because they've run out of a lot of the kitchens that were sort of normal kitchens, and now it's places where the boss is a literal lunatic who sets fire to things when he gets angry or something you know so um, just, and for me it's like it's the there's still I think more it's the incompetency that kind of annoys me the most about it I think it's the fact that basically people kind of just throw their hands in the air and have no idea what they're doing and so yeah. it's like you have like the, the manager who's getting drunk at the bar and you have like uh, you know the, uh, uh, the he's like oh I fired my chef so I got this junior chef to be my head chef and it's like you know he has no idea what the fuck he's doing it's yeah, like you know yeah. it's like just the just the, the small little things that, and also the fact that the the the, the kitchens are also the, uh, the the food stores are always like full of maggots and stuff like that. Oh it's like, yeah, you know, that's yeah. It. And Gordon Ramsay will bring it out into the restaurant and go, "Everyone, stop what you're doing. Look at this. They're gonna fucking kill someone. Yeah. Jesus, right? I'm closing this fucking place down. Fucking hell, like just." Yeah. And it, what, it, it, wouldn't you yeah, do that? It follows, though, a certain, just, it follows a certain routine every time. It yeah, happens, so. I would do that though. So, like, you know, if I saw something that was absolutely disgusting, like, you know, I'd, oh, I'd, yeah. I'd throw it yeah, out. Yeah, I'd do that, but like, it just happens every time. So, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, I but mean, anyway. like, uh, I don't know if you ever saw the SpongeBob SquarePants skit on the adult swim where, you know, you feed, uh, SpongeBob Square, you know, SpongeBob finds out that uh, uh, Mr. Krabs has been uh, uh, feeding. Uh, basically putting crabs literally in his uh, crabby patties like he did like a cannibal sketch and oh that was hilarious it was, uh, uh-huh. it, I say it was one of the very rare moments I actually enjoyed Spongebob Squarepants even though it wasn't strictly Spongebob Squarepants it, yeah. it was Robot Chicken yeah but, okay um, let's move on um, favourite cartoon um, I mean oh my god so let's let's go yeah, through the nominations uh, we'll try and stomach this. Alvin and the Chipmunks. And we're talking about the new one, not the old old one that we grew up with. Uh, Gravity Falls. Not bad. Uh, Ninja Go. I don't know what that is. Uh, Fina's and Herb. I know is good. Uh, SpongeBob SquarePants. Oh, my God. Steven Universe. Yeah. Uh, Teen Titans Go. Oh, God. And The Amazing World of Gumball, which I've never seen. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I'm... 
maybe a bit too old for most of those cartoons. Yeah. Now. Like, I'm surprised that Adventure Time is not in there because yeah. Adventure Time is actually... Well, Adventure Time's Cartoon Network keeping the mind. So it's like, you know, that right, rival. Suppose, yeah. yeah. Um, Steven Universe. Guess, no, uh, isn't Steven Universe? That's that's Cartoon Network, isn't it? Is it? I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, I've no idea. I thought that... I'm, I'm sure... Gonna... I'm sure I've seen that ninja whatever one, like when I've been at my cousin's and it's been on in the background. I'm sure I've seen that. Yeah, on yeah. Cartoon Steven, Network, Ste- so. Steven, Steven Universe's Cartoon Network. So it's like, yeah. well, in that case, then there's assuming no reason why Adventure Time shouldn't be in there. Yeah, I'm quite Again, surprised. But I'm that. voting none of the above and saying you should vote for Adventure Time because that's something that kids and adults can enjoy yeah, like, <laughs> in their own ways. Okay, Gra- Gravity Falls, yeah, totally belongs in there. Even Phoebus and Her belongs in there, even though it's Disney. Uh, SpongeBob, yeah. well, not. Uh, I've heard it's getting better. SpongeBob SquarePants, though I've not watched it in years. Yeah. Uh, uh, Steven Universe, no doubt about it. You know, it's uh, it's ahead of its time. And but mind you, like Alvin and Chipmunks and Teen Titans Go, they're 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 not. I mean, they're they're no, favourites. I mean, but not best. I've, I've never heard of this Steven Universe. I, I don't even know what, what, what is it. Hey, would you believe it has a lesbian angle? Uh, I, no, I had no idea. Please yeah. tell uh, me. I, I mean, it's like, I've only like, uh, I've not really like got into it, into it. I've kind of just kind of like uh, heard what other people have been saying about it, but I've heard it is good. So okay. it's like, I've not uh, had a chance to like watch it, sit down and watch it myself. Uh, the Nostalgia Critic's doing a Gravity Falls uh, vlog. I know I should watch any episodes myself, but he seems to go into very good, anal- analy- analyzes them pretty well. So uh, okay. I would, if, any, if you want to hear about uh, Gravity Falls, I'd point you in that direction. Check it. Okay, yeah. cool. So, uh, I mean, I would definitely say, um, I would definitely say Steven Universe is probably going to maybe... Maybe, maybe just uh, get it. Even mind you, it's Cartoon Network, so I don't know if Nickelodeon will allow that or not. I'm not too sure, but uh, nah. who knows? Who knows? Uh, the next one is favorite movie. So this might be uh, your bit more make, up my street. Bit more up your bit, street. Yeah. yeah so uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see who's in the nominations, though. Okay, then. So uh, here are the nominations: uh, Ant Man, uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron, Cinderella, Daddy's Home, Jurassic World. Pitch Perfect 2, Star Wars The Force Awakens, and The Hunger Games Mocking J Part 2. Uh, I'm going to have to go with Star Wars on that one. Star Followed Wars. closely by Ant-Man and then Age of Ultron. I have the- to say, I did watch Age of Ultron back recently, and it wasn't quite as bad as I remember. I mean, to be fair, when I saw it at the cinema, I didn't mind it. It was only loads of people afterwards saying, oh, it's shit, it's shit. But watching it back now, it's like, oh, yeah, it's good. But I think that people were just expecting it to kind of blow them away and like you know it's it's very difficult to sort of one up yourself when you've done first avengers um so yeah so i think that would be third ant-man obviously we did a review on that um, yeah and uh, i really like that one but star wars i think just because of the the kind of the the, the grandiousness of it and the the feeling that it left me with even with it's you know even with its problems it still had lots and lots you know no it had hundreds of good points you know i would Um, be extremely surprised if star wars the force awakens doesn't win favorite movie I really yeah. would be. I think it would I, be. I think so. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I highly doubt Jurassic World or like Pitch Perfect Two is going to win it. Oh, no, no, definitely not. Yeah. Uh, I, I, some of those films I've not even heard of. Daddy's Home. I don't even know what that Daddy's is. That sounds home, like a horror movie. Daddy's Home is the uh, the one where I think it's about a guy. I can't remember who starred in it, but it's about a guy who's like married to like you know who's married to somebody, and that woman, that woman has like a. 
an ex-husband who like is uh, she has a daughter and they're kind of like you know so they yeah i think it's like uh, the war between like the uh the part the, the new part the new husband uh, and it's mark Wahlberg in it yeah i think it's mark Wahlberg. yeah all uh, right yeah i think i did see see something about that but it it immediately removed itself from my short-term memory so yeah it sounded too typical really it's like you know how, yeah. how, how many times have we heard that story it's like, like you know like the, fucking bad neighbors or something no uh, i don't i've never seen bad neighbors but uh i mean it's like it's kind of it feels kind of like the same you know like uh, uh the, the ex-wife remarries you know it's like you know you got concerns about your daughter or what or your son or whatever you know being in this new environment yada 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 kind of plays kind of already kind of plays out already in real life really what do we really need a movie about it no, uh, not at all. Okay. Uh, the next one is favorite movie actor, and mm-hmm. the following nominees are uh, Chris Evans, who was uh, Captain America, uh, Chris Hemsworth, who is Thor uh, in Avengers: Age of Ultron for both, uh, Chris Pratt, who plays Owen in Jurassic World, um, John Boyega, who plays Finn in Star Wars: The Force Awakens, Robert Downey Jr., who plays Iron Man in Avengers: Age of Ultron, and Will Ferrell, who plays uh, Brad Whitaker in Daddy's Home. Uh, I'd give it to John Boyega just because I think he did a he did an amazing job in what's that, that role. Um, what's, sorry, what's that noise? Oh, sorry, the the, the 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 tap was just running for uh, a minute there. Oh, okay. It was the it was the tears from my eyes thinking of John Boyega winning that award. I just <laughs> couldn't couldn't hold them back. But uh, oh god, yeah, no, um, I get that checked out, Harry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, these tears shouldn't be red like blood. What's going on? Oh god, um, I've, I've caught the, the the blue menace. But um, yeah, I uh, yeah, I think that the you know the other actors are brilliant. Um, but it's nothing that we haven't seen them do before. Whereas John Boyega really stepped up to that role, um, you know, and surprised a lot of people, including me, because they sort of, you know, I, I, I honestly did not think he was going to be as impressive as he was, um, just because the last thing I'd seen him in is Attack the Block, and I didn't really like that very much. So yeah, I think he certainly deserves it, you know. And he's down, he's down with the kids. So. Yeah, I think I think John Boyega should. Uh should take it i reckon i think uh mind you i don't know where it's like would could you really uh given that you know like captain america and thor and like or thor you know chris hemsworth's quite good looking i guess you know i think uh many yeah. uh, many girls well, probably... is quite good looking as well yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. In, his, in his sort of youthful young way yeah but he's like you know um, you, like, chris hemsworth's kind of like the him. typical you know like uh you know uh good looking guy it's like you know which uh you know i'm kind of thinking maybe some you know, very shallow people probably vote for him uh, based on his looks. Well, I yeah, know. I mean, like most awards, it's always sort of arbitrary things like that. But uh, especially when it's a popularity contest. Oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> it's literally like, who do you want to screw the most out of this list of attractive actors and actresses? Yeah, who gets you moist? Okay. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, so having said that, if we move, I'm assuming we're moving on to the so ladies favorite, now. Favorite act- movie <laughs> actress. Um, okay, so the nominees for this one are Anna Kendrick, who is uh, Becca in Pitch Perfect Two, Daisy Ridley, who plays Ray in Star Wars: The Force Awakens, uh, Jennifer yep. Lawrence, who plays Katniss Everdeen in uh, The Hunger Games: Mockingjay Part Two, uh, Lily James, who plays Cinderella in. Cinderella, Cinderella. Uh, Rebel Wilson who plays Fat Amy in Pitch Perfect 2 and uh, Scarlett Johansson who plays uh, Natasha Romanoff and Black Widow in Avengers Age of Ultron oh, it's got to go to Daisy Ridley oh yeah again. absolutely like, it's just Star Wars like, I, again like a lot of the other people we've seen them do that kind of stuff before um, and yeah to see 
you know, the, a, a new upcomer like Daisy Ridley do as good as she did, then, you know, again, I just think she she deserves it. Can you imagine? I really hope they play her, like, out really, the Ray character really out well in Star Wars Episode Eight. Can you imagine her being a very strong female character in yeah, Star Wars Force well, Awakens she, when she, she gets to the... Well, I would not say she wasn't strong already, but could you imagine how strong she's probably going to get in Episode Eight, go on 9, you know, to go through her Jedi training and everything like that? Yeah, yeah. Well, who knows? She could be the new chosen one. <laughs> but, yeah, I think she, it'll be interesting to see. I think we talked about this on the, the Star Wars review episode. Like, it'll be interesting to see how her character develops, you know, and how powerful she can be. And, yeah, if she if she can become a... I mean, she is, but if she can become even more of a strong female role model then yeah bring it on yeah it does feel like you know how can, how can they screw it up it's like you know the last scene was basically her handing a lightsaber out to luke skywalker it's like you know i think i think the you know the, the fact that we're gonna have the master himself you know yeah. uh, who knows maybe maybe my start in episode eight that like, he might still be having withdrawal about you know not wanting to train ray because of what yeah. happened so like, that's you know, it that'd yeah, be yeah, interesting a lot, a lot of the out. a lot of the jedis sort of were reluctant to train people or reluctant to have people trained. So, yeah, maybe maybe you're right. But, yeah, be um, very good. So, so that's uh, Ray. Uh, Daisy, Daisy Ridley, we're, we're rooting for you. Mm-hmm. So, uh, okay, uh, favourite animated movie. So, uh, let's get on with this one. So, uh, the nominations are Alvin and the Chipmunks, The Road Chip. Are you kidding me? It's like, uh, okay, uh, we got Home, uh, Transylvania 2, Hotel Transylvania 2, Inside Out, Minions, and The Peanuts Movie. Uh, Inside Out. Inside Out. Like, yeah. No, no brain. I tell you again, what. Like... I I actually watched the uh, I actually watched the final scene again uh, from Inside Out. You know the uh, the crying scene from from uh, from Riley, and I still mm. tear up over it. It's like you know it's such an emotional scene, and after everything that you know all the characters go through, and when he goes off to that final bit. It's like, you know, it's like, and that you just, you just fall apart emotionally over it because it's like, you know, here's this little girl crying about, you know, missing, you know, her, her, where she grew up and everything like that. And then you see like the whole emotional moment with the, with the, with the mum and dad and everything. It was great. Yeah. Well, it's, it's relatable, isn't it? We can all, we've all felt those kinds of feelings at some point in our lives manifest in different ways, but we've all had that, you know, the fact that we, we don't like, we don't like change and, and also we've all been through puberty and we've all at one point felt like we're on our own and yeah it's a great great movie um you know not not maybe not my favorite of the pixar movies but it's certainly up there like just in terms of what it does and uh you know the lessons that it that it puts out there things to make us think about so yeah i think that's certainly out of all of those choices you know against like alvin and the bloody chipmunks or hotel transylvania or like minions or minions yeah minions. Exactly. you know you know why they did that though because basically just people like minions they didn't, they didn't even yeah. make us it was disappointing really because you think they would put like some kind of serious like uh you know backing towards it giving like you know that so uh, you know uh despicable films i actually like yeah, I yeah, thought. Yeah. I thought. Okay, for the first one, I was. It was actually quite. It was quite clever. But the second one was kind of like you know, it was kind of playing out a little bit. But uh, I mean, you know, you had some really good ideas there, and mm. uh, it's like you know, and you could have done more with minions, and now you've got them like out in the world, and you can do so much more with them. And they chose just to. Uh, yeah, it wasn't done very well, if you ask me. Yeah. So, uh, okay. Uh, 
Great. Uh, any more? Or um, we got a few more. Uh, favorite voice in an animated movie. So uh, yes, yeah. So let's go with this one. Um, nominees are uh, Amy Poehler, who was Joy in Inside Out. Jennifer Lopez, who was Lucy in Home. Uh, Jim Parsons, who was O in Home. Uh, Justin yeah. Long, who was Alvin in Alvin and the Chipmunks. Uh, Sandra Bullock, who was Scarlet Overkill in Minions. Uh, Selena Gomez, who was Marvis in Hotel Transylvania 2. Right. Uh, I would just probably go with Joy, mainly because that's the only one that I've sort of seen. So, Someone doing um, the dishes? Uh, sorry, yeah, I'm going to move into uh, another room. Just uh, oh, who's, 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 do- uh, who's doing the dishes? Uh, the missus. The missus. Oh. Hey, missus... Uh, um, uh, Harry Dyer. Mrs. <laughs> Hello, Mrs. Harry Dyer. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Uh, there you go. Uh, okay. Um, so, okay. So, favorite voice, favorite voice actor. Uh, I'm going to go with Inside uh, with Amy Poehler from Inside Out. I thought she played Joy very well, and she, not only did she kind of get a got the joy out of Joy, but she also showed like the emotional side of Joy as well. You know, the fact that she's so. But I think she showed her imperfections and uh, and uh, vocally managed to uh, uh, show those to us. So yeah. I think I think I think that was good. Mm. Yeah, I'm not sure if she's going to win, but uh, you know, I think because uh, you know it's a popularity contest. But uh, you know, hey, I go with that. Yeah. Um, we'll just go quickly go through the next one. Uh, favorite music group? Do you really care about that one? No, because again, I don't know much about music. Okay, they're well, probably it's... all going to be ones that I've never heard of. Well, there's two in here which I actually do like. That's Imagine Dragons and Maroon Five. So uh, oh, okay, Imagine right. Dragons, I'd go with. Um, favorite male singer. Um, I don't think there's any here that we really like. I don't think there's Ed Sheeran and Bowie. Uh, Bowie in there? Uh, no, David Bowie. Uh. Yeah, yeah, they should have put David Bowie in there. Yeah, seriously, you should get an honorary one. Uh, yeah, yeah, a lifetime. Imagine getting a Nickelodeon lifetime achievement award. A lifetime, a lifetime of being gunged. So yeah, like, well, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Like, how many times did they play the Labyrinth on Nickelodeon when we were younger? Like, uh, oh so yeah, they should get it for that at least. Yeah, that's the thing. I said, I don't know if Nickelodeon actually played Labyrinth again if uh, when David Bowie passed away. I think you know, mm. you remember when uh, Michael Jackson passed away? Like, you know, MTV pretty much did non-stop Michael Jackson videos. Yeah, like, you think yeah. that uh, you know, with uh, some David Bowie, David Bowie's done a lot of children's stuff. You'd imagine they'd be playing that mm. on kids TV twenty-four-seven, uh, but. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, favorite female singer? There's like Adelaide and uh, oh, Nicki Minj. It's like you know yeah. Minj or whatever. So yeah. like, you know, all, all you know, all those all those rivalries she has like with like you know uh, Miley Cyrus and like you know she's like started kicking off with somebody else as well. It's like oh, uh, don't it's they just, feel staged it, and fake? Of course, it's all for attention, isn't it? Yeah, it's like you, you think. I tell you what, if these uh, you think that uh, they they are so fake to the degree that you think they'd be like challenging for like the women's title at WrestleMania. Like, you know, that's, yeah. that's, that's how I feel about them all. Yeah, well, I'd love to see them get beaten up. Okay, then. Um, <laughs> favorite song of the year? I don't think we really care about that. Favorite new artists? We don't really know many new artists. Uh, favorite collaboration? It's more music again. Ooh, favorite book? Oh, go on then. Okay, then. So there is uh, the nominations are Diary of a Minecraft Zombie, uh, Diary of a Wimpy Kid series, uh, the Harry Potter series, uh, Star Wars: Absolutely Everything You Need to Know. Uh, the Hunger Games series and the Maze Runner series. Ah, see, that's a tough one because, like the the books, like the Potter, Hunger, and Maze books, are sort of like, um, from what I understand, they're pretty decent books. Like, 
Well, hang on a second. Why? Why is why is the Harry Potter series in this? What did they do? Like a re-release or something? Or uh... I don't know. They must be just sort of clamoring to get things in there. Like what? Are the, it's probably what, like you say, popularity. What are the things that kids are reading the most? So yeah. you know, Potter is still popular. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I don't know. Like I can't really say. I I. I wouldn't know which which to choose between those three, but then I've not read the books. So. Just because it's probably the newest one, I think. Maybe Star Wars, absolutely everything you need to know, I think. <laughs> but, like, all those books, like, how many books have they released of that? I can't tell you how many I got as a kid. Like, you know, the Star Wars encyclopedia, and it's forever growing because George Lucas has, like, always added more and more stuff. And so, now Disney's doing it. Yeah, and now... But then it isn't going to be everything you need to know because there's two more films to come yet, so... You know, maybe it's just kind of like you know the, the bread and butter of Star Wars. I think you know it's like yeah, uh, I think I've ever think they're gonna go any. I think I think like you know it's like how did they make the original series and how did they make the prequels and uh, you know kind of like oh this is how the universe like existed in the old day <laughs> and before the new films. I think if they left it at that, I think you know there'd be a reason to have a book. Yeah. I think, yeah. But anyway, so. so this is the final one. Um, this is favorite video game. So okay, uh, I'll, yeah, I'll give you. Um, yeah, this one might be they're, more they're, my strength. They're not more. I'll tell you what, though. Then none of them go by by fifteen or up or anything like that as regards to rating. Right. So let's just go through them. Uh, the nominations are Disney Infinity three point zero. Let's just yeah. sink that in for a bit. Disney Infinity three point zero uh, as a nomination at the Nickelodeon Kids Choice Awards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. Uh... Not not doing himself any favors, clearly. It's like uh, just doing like, Disney more favors. That's like giving um, like Wayne Rooney like a Manchester City Lifetime Achievement Award. It's like you know, <laughs> it's like it's uh, it's it doesn't go together, but it's still no, no. okay. I'll go for the other ones. Uh, just Dance 2016, um, Minecraft Story Mode, uh, Skylanders Superchargers, SpongeBob Hero Pants, and Super Mario Maker. Uh, I just have to go with Super Mario Maker for that one, just because, yeah. like, again, of all of them, that would be the one I would be more inclined to to play. And even then, I'd probably get bored of it. Like, Doesn't it feel undeserved though? Because it's like you know, Nintendo right now are in the toilet. It's like you know, it's like I mean, what they uh, they their 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 Wii U is not selling as well as they'd hoped. It's uh, yeah, you know, well, it's because it's crap. Like, and I actually have now played the Wii U properly uh, when I went and did the film in Wales. They had a Wii U at the house, and uh, I played Super Mario 3D World, and, you know, it's just all the same stuff that we've seen before. I just want them to do something new. I want them to revamp. I want them to, you know, come up with some original great games, not just give us the same stuff we've played before, but repackage slightly. That's the idea of the NX, you know, it's going to be, hopefully, they say it's going to be something revolutionary and different. What that revolutionary and different thing is going to be, I don't know. I've actually got to mention this. Uh, The one thing that uh, came out of, uh, that's been rumoured right now for the Nintendo NX, is that it's going to be, the likelihood is it's going to be a portable console you you plug into your TV. So, for example, like, uh, you know, uh, I don't know if you ever... I've got an NVIDIA Shield, and basically what I can do is I can plug it into my TV and I can stream all my games from my PC onto my television, and when I can just control it using a controller. Now, if that's what Nintendo have got in mind, you know, it's like, obviously, but obviously it's going to be like a like a games console in like a... Have you ever... Do you ever see the... Uh, imagine if you had, like, a Game Boy, 
or like a Nintendo DS, but you had like a, like a HDMI cable you can just plug into it and you can just play it on your TV. Yeah. I, I can imagine that's kind of the idea that they're going with it. The yeah, moment. I mean, if they can make a, a proper console but that is easily portable, then yeah, that sounds like something that we've not had yet and something that would be brilliant for people because like I've had it myself where I've traveled back home or I've traveled to a friend's and they've said, oh, bring your PlayStation. And of course, you've got to unplug it all and stick it in a bag and take it out and stuff like that. So if they come up with something that is genuinely easily portable uh, and doesn't lose any quality, then yeah, that would be uh, something that I think people would snap up. Do you know what they mean? Just for ease. Do you know what would be even better? You know, obviously that, uh, you know, investors are, uh, and obviously market analysts are criticizing Nintendo for not going enough into the, uh, the portable market. Imagine if they teamed up with like Apple or someone like that and they brought out like yeah. you know a Nintendo Apple like iPad console or something like that and so yeah. it would give Apple an opportunity to enter the games market and we give Nintendo an opportunity to enter the uh, the the the, the, the portable market uh, yeah. the, 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 uh, the the iPhone market or something like that so it's like you know and they, they did uh, you know if they did that it's like you know it's like Nintendo will be back will be, will be back on good graces I reckon mm. you know that, that's just my so. opinion though it's like you know I'm not a market analyst well we'll, or anything we'll like see we'll see what happens when's it due to come out um, it's, they said I think they're saying it's sometime this year I think I mean there's wow. going to be announcements this year from what I, from what yeah, I gather sure. so who, who yeah. knows at this let's point let's see yeah oh how cheeky so. is that I've just, clo- I've just opened my Google Chrome browser and uh, there is a is the 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 Microsoft Edge browser has now just put up a pop up saying basically have you tried the new uh, Microsoft Edge browser? <laughs> like you know it's right. like no I want to use my Google Chrome browser. It's trying to poach poach the uh, the market yeah. poach people onto the market. Good luck. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's like, if IE was anything to go by, I don't know Edge is not like IE, but it's like you know still. Um, Shall we quickly go through these next uh, bits of news and uh, then we'll call it a night. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've got six percent of battery left, so if okay. we can do it in six percent, then well, uh, that's yeah. what we'll do. Okay, then uh, Google has uh, expanded its self-driving cars testing to Washington State. Uh, so Alphabet Incorporated said on Wednesday that its self-driving car project will now go to Kirkland, Washington, later this month. And the reason they're doing it is because they want to uh, test their cars out on more uh, rugged terrain. So uh, apparently, because you know they've been doing like their driverless cars in like you know like pretty flat cities, and like so you, yeah, know, yeah. you know it's pretty much obvious what the roads are going to be like. But now they want to try and be a bit more ambitious and try and uh, put their um, uh, cars through different driving conditions and traffic patterns and stuff. Yeah, put them to the test because obviously, if you're going to entrust your life to a machine, like you know, like entrust your life to a car, then you've got to make sure that it's going to be able to handle the, the the terrain the weather the traffic you know obstacles whatnot you know so it's interesting it's it, the, you know the future is coming on in leaps and bounds but um you know uh, i don't know it's hopefully. like you know, I, I feel like you know wouldn't you feel though like you know if something would happen you'd want to have control of the car like, oh know. yeah i'm sure there'll be some kind of inbuilt manual takeover like um it's a bit like with the um cruise control you know you can set your cruise control but then at any moment you can put your foot down and it re-engages with you and what you want to do i can't imagine it would be a case of the car is just gonna go like herbie goes bananas or something <laughs> and just carry on doing what it wants to do so like, i am the human i'm in charge listen to me oh god have you seen the, the machines are like well not for much uh, longer have you human. seen what these le- they're, they're, they're these things that they're using they are uh, lexus R- rx uh, 45 
450H SUVs. It's mm. like, uh, I mean, uh, mind you, I'm looking at one of the uh, cars here. It looks like it looks like a really bizarre police car because it's got like some kind of like thing <laughs> at the top, which looks like kind of, like a siren. It's like a gadget mobile. Um, no, not that, I would say, uh, yeah, I would say it's the. No, I would say there's a gadget mobile. I would say more. It's like uh, I don't know. It's just a. Uh, it looks more like uh, it looks like a Christmas pudding with too much uh, too much cream, and it has right. like uh, instead of like having like holly on top of it or something, or like a berry or something on top of that, it's got like a I don't know, like um, some kind of like gumdrop or something like that. It's kind of right. just, well, as long as weird. we don't see it covered in burning brandy butter, then uh, we'll know that the cars have been successful. Oh, if you want to do that, you get one of the Ferraris. You know, it's like uh, oh, <laughs> was, it, was it the Ferraris that were bursting? What were the uh, what was the cars that were like randomly bursting on fire? Like you know, I can't think. I can't remember now. I don't think it was. I don't think it was the Ferrari. It was. I don't think it was the Porsches or something like that. I don't know. But uh, yeah, there was something like a really like powered, overpowered car, and like it was like just randomly bursting into flames for like owners, and like uh, yeah, that was uh, that was pretty bad. Um, okay, so uh, moving on, uh, media post. Uh, they're talking. They're saying that uh, now that's uh, Disney. Uh, own uh, ESPN, Pixar, The Muppets, Marvel. They should be now be considered. Disney should now be considered the most powerful brand. Wow. Yeah, uh, I was going to say there was. A, I remember there was a period when Disney looked like it was going to go down the uh, down the shit pan. They were talking about having to sell it on, but now it's absorbing all these massive things. Yeah, I was going to say it'd be interesting to get one of those. Uh, like you know, when you can go on the internet and you can see right. How many companies are, you know, what, what, like big companies, how many small companies do they own? How many things that you use belong to them? You know, and it'd be funny to say, right, here's Disney in the middle. Now let's filter down and see how many things it owns in its web of power. But, well, you know, uh, I got that way, didn't it? Because it basically, it, t- it took really big risks. I mean, like, would you think that, uh, you know, if you looked at Pixar, where it was doing like, you know, like small little five minute cartoons of Sesame Street, like, you know, it's like just like an unknown brand. Like, you know, would you go to it and say, can you make us a one hour and 20 minute film uh, purely in 3D and base it on uh, toys and, yeah. uh, and stuff? And uh, like, you know, and, you, know you would not, you know, it, they, Disney put a lot of faith in, in these brands, ESPN, uh, some people saying he's now going, kind of going down, kind of going down the pan. But uh, I mean, uh, the Muppets as well. It's like you know that was a uh, mind you, Jim Henson made it more, more successful. We really got it to the point of success before Disney obviously bought the brand. But yeah. uh, I mean, uh, the fact that uh, you know, mind you, they, that was kind of a risk in itself as well. Because like, imagine if uh, Disney had reached its high points at that point. Sorry, if the Muppets had reached their high points at that point, and Disney bought the brand, and then it kind of just failed. After that, you know, that would be a call, that would be a failure in itself. Yeah, so it's yeah, like you well, know, I think that's you know, whatever you want to say, um, you've got to give hats off to Disney for that for taking risks on people. You know, it's something that doesn't tend to happen a lot in the modern world. Like especially with big big businesses, they don't take risks, and the reason is because they're worried about losing money. But like you know, you don't see. You don't see difficulty, you see opportunity. Well, so. like, like Disney at the time was not. I mean, obviously it was a big brand. It was like a childhood like icon, if you will. But so I think they were still. Problem is that the movie industry is still kind of like an up and down business. You know, uh, movie movies mo- movie operations will go up and then they'll go colossally down. So it's like, for example, uh, I mean, if. Um, 
I mean, if Disney had, uh, Disney had did have their bombs, so like you know, so like they would bring out films and like they would not do very well, you know, compared to other ones. It's like you know, uh, where there as uh, you know, there's been like, uh, but now they're in a situation where they can take those risks. So you know, you know, you had Pixar, Disney Pixar with a good dinosaur. And that was considered their first bomb because what it was like two hundred fifty million dollars to make and produce and uh, to market for, and yet it's only taken in hundred million dollars. So like yeah, you know, so I like, didn't even know it was out. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. It's like you know, it's their first bomb. It's like you know, not everyone was aware of it, and uh, not many people rated rated it. So it's like you know, and uh, so that uh, uh, you know, it was a very was a very bad. I haven't seen it yet, but so you know, I can just I just saw the reviews and I just saw the uh, reaction it was getting online, and it was just, you know it was uh, it was unreal. But you know, it's funny that you know Disney can actually you know sweep that off and say you know because you think the you know Doug Walker said it best. It's like you know Disney are not in the situation where they say oh my god our last movie bombed. You know, do we have enough money or resources to even make a second one to recoup that money back? So yeah. again, Disney are not in that machine machine anymore. They are four no, billion dollar really machine that uh, is now uh, can you know can make stuff that will not work very well, but can still move on to another project. Well, they've got Marvel, they've got Star Wars. You know, they've got all these. They they don't. Yeah, like you said, they can they can make a flop and not worry because they know that there'll be checks landing on the doormat in the morning. So. So yeah, there we go, Disney, and maybe one day they'll own all of us as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, mind you, I think uh, I think there'll be uh, something to say about that before before that happens. But uh, I think if we know anything from the Fine Brothers, I think you know once you overstretch your mark, I think obviously then there's a there's a p- public backlash after that. Yeah. But uh, anyway, um, this is this is this one will not waste too much time with. Uh, do you know there's a head teacher in Lancashire that uh, believes that evolution is uh, not a fact? Oh uh, right. Okay. Right. Um, well, I was not aware, but um, yeah, so yeah, that's that's not that's not good, <laughs> no. especially if they're a teacher as well. Yeah, so and, uh, uh, what's re- their name? What's okay. their name? Let's name them and show. Uh, Christina Wilkinson. Wow. And she okay. believes that uh, she she wrote this. Uh, she wrote, "Evolution is not a fact. It's why it's called a theory. There is more evidence in the Bible that is true." Mm. Right. Okay. Well, just just for anyone out there listening, and her if she's listening, um, yeah. It, it, when scientists use the word theory, it isn't used in the same way as like, well, I have a theory about this. In science, a theory is you know it, it, it's more of a kind of um, you know like a blueprint almost. Um, evolution. Evolution is. A fact like you cannot deny that if there is anybody who denies that it's a fact then they are not um an intellectual person i'm sorry to say uh what is still up for debate what we don't know about yet is exactly how fast or how slow it's happened and there are still things missing but the fact that it happens cannot be debated like simple as and if you do then unfortunately i don't think you should hold a position of teacher because if you're bringing any of that stupid bullshit pseudoscience into schools, you know, if you want to teach religion, then teach it as religious study. But if you're peddling it as fact, and worse, if you're saying that facts aren't true, then you are not fit to teach in a school. 
simple as that. Yeah, it's just like it's it's so it's so depressing, isn't it? It's like you know the fact that you have uh, schools that now. And keep in mind, this is like all through like uh, you know the free school thing that George Osborne mm-hmm. was like uh, championing at one point. And what did we get out of yeah. that? We got the Al Medina school that was like choosing like you know like fundamentalist Islam and things like that. And then you got well, the, that's uh, it. Yeah, like these schools that go sort of you know unchecked and they you know they they will they will do things for their own ends you know and they they'll lie you know i think that they i don't know there's a part of you there's a part of you that thinks that you know school like head teachers should be there to run schools and schools should run themselves but at the same time you have to have the you know the ofsted body to come in and sort of review it properly um and yeah and i think that <laughs> if this woman is sat there saying it's not a fact then it sounds like she needs to go back to school yeah and well um, it, it, this was yeah. something that she said in a tweet so it's like you know you know, you know social media is so like uh, it just exposes so many people doesn't it through, through, yeah through, well, their own stupidity. it's funny isn't it how people don't realize that the stuff that they say online is you know it's public and people can take it and people can get it and read it back to them and you mean people like, read things read things on the internet harry i know can you believe it yeah, i can't believe I, it but I apparently thought, it happens i just thought can... me so, so typing things into uh, twitter and putting it out on public wouldn't be read by anybody no no it's no. crazy but then it's such a surprise isn't it when people come back and say What's hey surprise? Why, why did you say this and they go um well I, I didn't say that it's like yeah but look this is here look your it's, it's it's your profile it's typed out it's your words and don't tell me that somebody like you know twitter raped you or something because there are other tweets very much like it on different days at different times different weeks different months different years so it has to be you it's like no no i didn't say that if anyone's not seen it there's that uh brilliant clip it's quite cringeworthy but it is good the one of the he was the the politician in america who had tweeted all that stuff about um transsexuals and homosexuality and gay pride and basically said it was sickening and disgusting and degrading and when the reporter was reading it back to him you've never seen a man kind of you know crumble and fall apart like that so yeah if you are going to deny facts like you know the like evolution uh don't put it on the internet or maybe do because then we can find out who you are and assess the fact that maybe you're not the best person to be educating the future of our country yes I don't think I don't think I put it any better than that. I don't think so. Uh, I think uh, I think we'll just call uh, it a night. On the, yeah, on that note. <laughs> on that note, I think we're done. So uh, I mean, um, at the moment, um, next week's show. Uh, actually, I'm not too sure what we're going to be doing next week because uh, uh, I've got stuff that currently I'm going currently getting on with at the moment, and uh, so and also uh, there's going to be uh, uh, my uh, I've got family who's currently out of the country at the moment, so I think uh, I might be pretty busy trying to do things um, myself. So. Yeah, and work's picking up again for me, so yeah. uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. And tell uh, you what, then, we'll- shall we say we skip ne- we skip next week and we'll do the week after. Yeah, that works for me. That probably works out for me. So, uh, guys, in two weeks, we'll do another show. Yeah, hopefully it works out for you guys as well. Okay, cool. So, yeah, Harry, thanks for another show. And, uh, yeah, I'll uh, catch you in two weeks' time. See you soon, man. See you later, Harry. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, everybody. So, uh, yeah, uh, anyone disappointed that we're not going to do a show next week? You know, obviously, uh, things are picking up pretty busy with uh, us and Harry at the moment. So, uh, you know, I'll see uh, if we can do something extra. Maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe over the weekend or... uh, Maybe we might do two shows for uh, for one week and uh, see what we do with that. So anyway, 
Anyway, I hope you've enjoyed the show. If you want to find us on Facebook, it's facebook.com forward slash Aaron Meta Show, uh, twitter.com forward slash Aaron Meta Show. If you want to find us on Tumblr, it's uh, aaronmeta.tumblr.com. And uh, yeah, if you want to find us on the RSS feeds for the uh, iTunes uh, pod feed, sorry, the podcast feed it's itunes it's stitcher it's player fm plenty of uh, uh, podcast distributors out there so uh, yeah check them all out okay guys that's it for another show catch you later and uh, thank you very much for listening and take care and bye-bye for now <laughs>